What's up, Sooner Nation? This is Josh Bates, ready for the Crimson and Cream game here with the O-line, baby. Hey, let's go. Hey, let's go now. Hey, let's go. Pack the palace. Okay, bring the energy. We need it. Let's go. Boomer Sooner. There's Josh Bates urging uh, everyone to get to the spring game on Saturday. Offense versus defense is what we found out about 15 minutes ago. And you know what? I don't know if anyone else noticed this. Uh, but we did have a hint as to this being the format. Did anyone watch the latest edition of uh, Stutz Cuts with Danny Stutzman? If you did, you might remember a, uh, a, a scene in the Stutz Cuts where I think he's talking to Isaiah Coe, and he asked him who's going to win the spring game. And I can't remember if it was Danny Stutzman or if it was Isaiah Coe said, yeah, the defense is going to win the spring game. And, and I didn't think anything of it when I watched it earlier today, but now it's, oh, well, there was our hint. It was going to be an, an offense-defense format. Yeah, so text lines blowing up about this new format. We'll, we'll run that down in a couple of minutes. The more that I think about it, like the the scheduling – or the, the scheduling – the scoring system is a little bit confusing, just as sack is worth this, uh, pick six is worth this, but it is it is intriguing just to see an offense versus defense format. Like, we're just trying to get as much as we can as fans out of the spring game and try to evaluate as much as possible. So seeing good on good with your offense and defense and the team's not split up, I don't know. That's a good side of it. Maybe it gives you a better idea of who's further along right now at this point. I just so I mean the, the scoring system is confusing, but the offense versus defense part. The more I think about it, is oh yeah, okay, I I can I can get behind that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, defense clearly needs to take some big steps this season, and now you don't split them up. Speaking of splitting up, you and I are splitting up now. Yeah, i got to yeah. make way for the professional. Yeah, Teddy, uh, a couple minutes late today. I guess he was stuck on uh, Highway 9. And I'm going to guess that he has no idea the uh, format for the spring game. Or are you going to surprise me today? Do you, have you seen the format for Saturday? I have not seen it, but I heard you talking about it on my way over here. Like it, love it, or hate it? Well. You need a calculator out? I hate it, but it's for the players I think not for the fans you know in order to to have like a, a true offense versus defense it it feels like the whole spring has been one of these like super competitive things going back and forth between the two and I I guess this is their best effort to make it fair, I guess scoring wise. <laughs> well, I just I'm confused about some of the score. Like, okay, you score a touchdown, the offense, the red team, they score a touchdown at six points. All right, right that's easy. Field goals worth three points. Yeah, I got that too. But it says a punt equals two points. So how does that work? Does the does the offense get two points for a punt, and the defense gets five points for a punt? How does how I, does that work? I I don't necessarily understand that I guess my only my and okay stick with me here because this is me trying to find a way to explain it I'm not my guess is that not all punts are necessarily bad depending on the situation if it's a turnover or something and you found yourself pinned in deep you're I, I don't know. That's uh, that's the, the pooch only punt. Thing. The offense gets two two points for the old Bob Stoops uh, pooch punt from back in the day. I guess, but to me, you'd have to you'd have to tie, tie it in somehow with field position. But they didn't do that. So 
I don't necessarily I don't know. Let me run this down for people that didn't hear it last hour. Uh, okay, it's offense first, defense scoring system. Offense is the red team, defense is the white team. Beedenbow's the head coach of the offense. Uh, Todd Bates, the head coach of the defense. Here's how the offense can score points on Saturday. By a touchdown that equals six points, a field goal which equals three points, a punt which equals two points, a two-point conversion which equals two points, an extra point is one point, a turnover on downs is zero points. Missed field goal is zero points. And a turnover equals zero points. So very standard for the offense outside of the mysterious two points for a punt, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, really the only mysterious part about it. I guess you got two points for not turning the football over. You know, it's it's almost as if the two scoring situations are totally independent of one another. Right, because I you're not going negative for turning the ball over or anything like that. It's I I, I don't know. I I wish I had an explanation on how you score two points for a punt. <laughs> here's here's what if what if they, all they have to do is punt the football to get a win. Oh yeah, it would be amazing, <laughs> right? And they accidentally snap it over the punter's yeah, head, and the defense gets twelve points. We're and tied. Wins. There's only three seconds left. If they could just get this punt off, and, it's a win. And it's like the Michigan Michigan State game from a few years oh, ago. Oh my god! Oh, could you imagine that? <laughs> Here's how the defense can score points on Saturday: a defensive touchdown is twelve points. Yeah. A turnover is seven points. Fourth down stop is seven points. Mm-hmm. Miss field goal is seven points. Punt equals five points. A made field goal equals four points, so that's interesting. Sack equals three points. PBU, pass breakup, is two points. Missed extra point, two points. And a missed two-point conversion is two points. Right. So I think we got all that down. Okay, so the made field goal is five. Or no, excuse me. Made field field goal is, what was it? Four for the defense, and it's three for... Uh, the offense and five for a missed field goal for the defense. Correct. Yes. Which you know I understand that like it, forcing a field goal, especially this day and age. I know you've given up points on a scoring drive, but forcing a field goal, oftentimes maybe all the time now is considered a win. Right, getting off the field with a field goal. So I can understand them. Unfortunately, it has been for yeah. some time. You know, getting rewarded for getting forcing a four, uh, field goal and getting off the field, the um, the offense getting two points on a punt is yeah, that's, that's the most the confusing one. one. Also, I guess the teams can gain points throughout the week, so we're not going to show up with a zero zero score. It could be eight to three or six to nine, which I'm sure is what you're hoping for. What I, happens I if we show up and it's already a blowout? <laughs> That's what I said. Like, <laughs> if it's 30 to nothing already. It's like, oh, well, I just I just wasted cash. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess the I, – I, I heard someone text in earlier and say, this is dumb, just play football. Here's the thing. They are just playing football. You don't even have to look at the scoring if you don't want to. If you'd prefer, score it in your head traditionally, right? The scoring does not affect anything on the I'll field. I'll score the game like I'm at a baseball game. Right. You do that at a football game. How exactly. about that? Exactly. Uh, they, they will be just playing football. It's not going to change the way the offense plays. It's not going to change the way the defense plays. My guess is whoever's scoring will – 
be confused, fall behind, miss score it at some point, and the score's yeah. not even going to matter. Well, and someone else made a good point on the text line earlier. It's like, okay, tell me one final score from a spring game at any point in your life. It's like, well, no that's one true. Remembers. Like, the biggest takeaway is individual plays. That's it. And I think the biggest, like, I don't even think that there's really any overall position takeaways. It's almost always individual takeaways from a spring game. So that aspect really won't be, I'm guessing, not impacted all that much. You should almost score it individually, Yeah. right? Yeah, uh, seriously. Who won the spring game? Well, Jackson Arnold won it. You know, he was he had three touchdowns, uh, ran for 50 yards. I, yeah, I, and I heard you guys say someone texted and said it sounds like a drinking game. That's really the most accurate It's going to turn into so one far. whether they won it or not. <laughs> tell you that much. I'm a, I'm a Yo Pablo for four hours before the game. Wow. Saturday could be interesting. Hey, I'll say this. The weather, Tyler, I, it is improving. starting to cooperate. Friday and Saturday actually look now, fantastic. And if I had to have the option of a weird scoring system, but better uh, weather for Saturday, oh, let, let's, go. let's go. Goodness, yeah, please. you score it however you want. If we have a low wind and the sun out like it looks right now, high of sixty-four. Hey, I will. I think everyone will take that, and it's actually really nice that. The forecast started the week off horribly and has improved, you know. I think it's the best way to go about things. You know where we're heading on Saturday, right, with the scoring system? What's going to happen? Yeah. Someone's going to score 69 I know. points That's, on it, Saturday. Maybe we'll have a 69-69 tie. Someone is going to score 69 points on Saturday. I feel like that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. my. Could you imagine? Oh. The radio broadcast will reference it. The TV broadcast will reference it. Uh, I will reference it in the stands. It'll Brent might reference it after the game. <laughs> it would be amazing. How do you break a sixty-nine, sixty-nine tie? <laughs> a punt. A, a punt. Well, I yeah. <laughs> the defense will win by what three in that situation. Is that right? Is that how it works? I, I guess. Uh, yeah. Text line, we got a lot there. 402 says they should score it uh, by fantasy stats. Everyone would understand that. Jaleel yeah, Farouk wins the spring game. He had 13.8 points. If, uh, yeah, if they just had like a streaming uh, fantasy thing up yes. there on the scoreboard, that would be cool. That's actually a really good idea. Are we going uh, PPR? Is uh, Points per reception? PPR league for Saturday? No, we can't complete anything underneath. <laughs> That's true. Nothing in the middle of the field. Uh, 405, hate the scoring thing, but I'm going to watch the kids play ball. Uh, doesn't matter. My prediction is Sooners will win the game. Do we have uh, names? Is it just like the red and white team? How does that go? Yeah, it's red-white. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think offense is red and the defense is, is white. You want So get, the defense wins the uniform game at least. If you want to get really confused, go to a practice – you know, most places have it, you know, give me the one offense out here versus the two defense or give me the three defense versus the two offense. They have like a, a unique name for like every grouping. It's like, okay, it's first and 10 on the 30. It's Boomer versus Crimson. Or it's Jeez. Sooners versus... Learning, learning this defense yeah. is hard enough, apparently, and they got to go through this too. Let's see. I'm on. I'm on the Boomer team. I'm on the Crimson team. It's it, there's a lot. Uh, 405. It's not dumb. 
but it's math, and I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, very uh, nicely put. Nine one eight. The spring game is going to be scripted, so theoretically, offense and defense staff can calculate where each side of the ball should score to grade the overall performance. Hmm. That that one flew over my head. Same. Um, I'm guessing that what they're saying is if you like you don't turn the ball over, you score X amount of touchdowns, X amount of like you kind of have a I guess a gauge on where you should should get to, perhaps. I don't know. Defensively, um I it's you get into a, a a rough situation whenever you award points for sacks in a game where you can't actually tackle the quarterback. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, one hand when you're just flying by. But uh, again, get three points. just like uh, I thought uh, one of the best texts we've read so far, or maybe you guys read it earlier, who remembers a score from any spring game? I mean, yeah, That's seriously. It. Like, yeah. Don't worry about the scoring. Who cares? Um, it's a way to you know, maybe keep it competitive even late whenever you've got the, the threes versus threes going on out there. Just something kind of interesting to, to keep it. Keep it interesting and, and some scoring happening on the scoreboard as the afternoon unfolds. Tulsa Mike says, sound like some uh, stoned European made the rules. So <laughs> throw that in there. Uh, it was yeah. one of the best texts we've read. What, what's actually taking place, uh, imagine how confused you're going to be whenever you're watching the scoreboard during the spring game. That's what people newly introduced to American football feel like whenever they're watching it, right? Or whenever we're watching rugby or something like that. It's going to feel like a foreign sport. Well, back in the uh, 59-56 scoring days, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Uh, one more. Everyone cries about how boring a spring game is, and then people try something new and then cry about having something new. Can't please everyone. It's a fair point. And not only can you not please everyone, I'm more inclined to believe you can't please anyone. Um, that's right. Well, why don't they do something different this year? Make it a little more entertaining. Okay, how about we we try and score it a different way to to have a higher scoring game and to to make it interesting for the fans? No, that's idiotic. Okay, well then we'll just do it normal. Well, that's boring too. Let's get something different going. Well, how about a free concert? Oh, the recruits don't like that music. <laughs> yeah, music sucks. It is. Yeah, I mean, you really can't win with the spring game. It's 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 very difficult. Yeah. Oh. Well, why did they do Baker's uh, statue unveiling during the game? You can't even see the statue. Everyone's in the stadium. Okay, we'll do Kyler's before the stadium, before the game <laughs> kicks off. Well, that's stupid. No one's going to get there before the game. Uh, thank you, Peyton. I'm actually surprised Tyler can't name the yards that Keywan Jones had in the 2003 spring game. Well, are you sure that I can't? You sure? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that you can't. You probably can. I, I do know a stat from the 2003 spring game. There was a starting linebacker that didn't think he was going to play that day, and uh, <laughs> yeah. he got a surprise on the day of the game that he did, in fact, have to play that game on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that was – that's pretty – that's an interesting did story. You have a fun, did you have a fun Friday night, the night before, thinking that you weren't going to play? Did you have a fun Saturday morning, potentially, thinking that you weren't going to play? I had Hair a – of the dog situation? I had a fun Friday night. In uh, early Saturday morning, um, not a fun Saturday mid-morning, whenever I showed up, not in the state to play in a spring game. But you know what? Here's how it works out. Uh, I was told I wasn't going to play. 
I showed up. I didn't even make it into the facility, and Venables was standing out in the uh, – you remember the old Switzer Center where it had, like, the brick out there in the OU yeah. where you came in off of uh, Jenkins? He was standing out there waiting on me as, like, you're going to play today. <laughs> <laughs> or I think maybe he said, can you play today? We want you to go. Like, okay, yeah. So by the time I got all the way out there, warmed up, ready to go, played a series – they told me I was done. I was like, let, at least let me go now that I'm out here and ready to roll. But it was fun. It's all good. Um, yeah. You know, and, and uh, it will be interesting because they are thin. What guys don't see a whole heck of a lot of action? Yeah, we're going to run da- run that down at some point today because yeah. I think there's uh, some pretty obvious players that where that won't be the case. So we won't uh, – there won't be very many plays with a true good on good out there, but hopefully there's at least uh, – there's at least one series where that's the case. Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. 651-3439. Hit us on the text line. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Your Buick Quest begins here at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in Orino. Get up to $3,800 off on a new 2023 Buick Envision. Must own a 2009 or newer non-general motors car, truck, or SUV. It's all new, and it's all about you at Dorsey Jones in Orino. We're stocked up on new 2023 Buicks. Don't wait. Go now. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in Orino, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. The Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation is selling equipment on purplewave.com on April 25th. Bid now on over 30 fleet trucks, tractors, equipment trailers, tracked skid steers, boats, ATVs, grain bulk bins, and much more. Their transparent listings allow buyers and sellers to connect, giving you the confidence to bid. All items will sell to the highest bidder, regardless of price, on Tuesday, April 25th. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of Oklahoma City, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club offers its guests the opportunity to experience 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes all across stunning natural landscape. This course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF to book your tee time today. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. Are you looking for a luxury apartment for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning two and three bedroom spacious floor plans with large walk-in closets, washer and dryer hookup, and a fabulous kitchen in a well-maintained calm environment. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, the Falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. 
Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop prediabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. We know you have a lot riding on your shoulders. You got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay, and the last thing you wanted was a car wreck and an insurance claim. But at West Yalagosny, we can help. At your free consultation, we'll put a plan together just for you to get you right back on track. And if you've been injured, we'll help you with your property damage, your car, your bike, your truck, but whatever, absolutely free. So don't wait. Call or text West Yalagosny, 405-800-8080. It's 405-800-8080. West Yalagosny. We're a different kind of lawyers. Troy no tequila music means no Bob Stoops this segment, but we will talk to Bob Stoops in less than an hour. We're going to talk to him at 420. He's got a big uh, Week 10 game coming up yes, when sir. he's into the playoff and not only that, uh, he told us a couple of weeks ago that he's going to make an effort. He plans on being here on Saturday for Kyler's uh, statue unveiling. And I'm going to guess that that hasn't changed, but we'll ask Bob coming up uh, next hour if he still plans on being in Norman. That's that's cool, though, man. Like Biggest game of the year for him. His team plays on Sunday. I, he'll, he'll still make an effort. He'll still figure out a way to be here. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, very cool because it is a big moment, right? It is – incredibly special although it doesn't feel rare here shockingly it is ultimately incredibly rare to be able to not only have um, a player that wins a Heisman trophy but to have uh, a big statue unveiling it's incredibly important incredibly special and you know as, as big of an ambassador to the university as Bob is um, it's awesome that he's going to make it. Is Heisman Park like a big stop on uh, official recruiting visits? Like I'm sure they stop over there and show them that. I just didn't know how big of a deal it was. That's, that's a good question. Because it's not like just one or two statues, you know? It's like, well, they've had this, these many, this many Heisman right. winners. This is what happens when you win a Heisman around here? Okay. And, and it's not all – you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff whenever you're kind of going through and checking out the history and – you know, depending on on what university, a lot of it is like so distant. Like it's cool. It doesn't change the fact that it's incredibly cool. But a lot of times, it's all happened so long ago that it's not really that rel- relative to these kids. Like they don't know the players' names and and everything. But these are all so recent. Yep. That it still, I think, makes it a big deal for the guys to walk through there and it's more relatable like wow this happened just this this recently 
perhaps I could do the same thing. So, yeah, really cool. 405-651-3439 is the number of the text line if you want to interact with the show. Are the two that hit the transfer portal going or are the two that hit the transfer portal gone or are they leaving after the spring game? That's the texture of the nine one eights. I would think that they're not gonna play in the spring no. game on Saturday. No, no, no. I would no. think that that once you enter in the portal that you're not you're not practicing with the team. It's incredibly rare. The only time I've ever heard of someone entering the transfer portal and still practicing was was it after last season or was it when Porter Moser just got here. They had a one of the players entered the transfer portal, and he allowed him to continue to practice with him. You remember that? Uh, yeah, one I, don't, of the big I guys, don't remember what which player it but was. That was an extreme rarity. Usually, when you're in the portal, you are uh, you're done. Boring, says the texture in the four hundred five in all caps. The wife and I are stoked just to get our first look at Team One Twenty Nine on the field. Like fans getting to watch practice, can't wait. I, I, I do think that in terms of uh, if you're looking for takeaways or players that impressed, you're, you're still going to have those opportunities on Saturday. Like, that's yeah. not going to change. Like, we're still going to be having conversations in postgame about who looked the best, who's a young player that looked awesome. It's a different scoring system for sure, but you'll still get something out of this. I watched, I watched Georgia's spring game. I watched Texas, um, saw bits and pieces of a handful of others, and if you told me in those games that they didn't even keep score, I would believe you. I don't even remember glancing at a score. Yep. So I, it's in the grand scheme of things, not going to matter at all. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, hi, Tyler. Ask Teddy when OU practices, do they do first team uh, against first team? Thanks. Yeah. Hey Teddy, when OU practices, do they do first team against first team? They do. They do uh, a mix. You know, a lot of times it's first team versus first team. You know, and as practice wears on, you'll get different looks. The second team defense may get a, a series here or there against the first team offense. Um, you know, the first team uh, defense, or the, rather, the second team offense may get an opportunity to go up against the first team defense. That way, you get a little bit of a a mix and match of okay, this this number two has been looking really good. Let's let's give the number two offense a series against the number one defense and see if it's legit or is it just that you're you're kind of matching up against the the second team defense also. Like what does it look like against the first defense? So uh, yes, they mix and match it all around, but I would say the majority of it is ones versus ones. Texture in the 405 says, theoretically, don't we want the defense to win? Huh. This is a very difficult <laughs> yeah, question really, to answer. Uh, Some may say it's an impossible question it, to No, answer. it really is an impossible question to answer. I, um, I, I think it goes to what we've been talking about. I think it's more about individual, individual performances more than anything. You want the I, I I don't know, man. You want the uh the defense to win if you're okay with hearing people say the offense sucks and they should all be fired. That'll be a t- yeah, that'll be a take. Just that's exactly it. And then, you know, if the offense wins, well then it's just uh normal. Uh, that's what we typically hear. Theoretically, the sucks and they should all be fired. Theoretically, I don't think I'm going to go in with the expectation of I mean, I think they're going to win 10 games this year, but if the offense wins today, then I'm going to readjust that expectation to 8-4 and four all of a sudden. 
Right. Now, I wouldn't say that it's out of the question that you could come away feeling like that. Oh, you gosh. know, <laughs> I hope not, man. No, I'm I'm just saying, like, regardless of what the score says, you know, I think there's going to be an overly dramatic takeaway somewhere from all of us. Like, it's not just from your you know, folks that haven't really paid much attention or just showing up to the spring game really for the first look and haven't really even heard much about the team. I I think everyone, the coaching staff, will probably have a, a takeaway from the game that is perhaps more dramatic than what the the reality I of the I wonder if Jackson is. Arnold's going to get any looks against the first-team defense because if he plays against the second-team defense the entire time, if he plays well, then it's, well, I mean, second-team defense. And if he plays poorly against the second-team defense, it's like, come on, it was the second-team defense. Right. So it kind of puts him <laughs> in a no-win situation if he's not getting first uh, looks against the first-team defense. Right. Well, I, I think that regardless of who he's going against, first-team D, second-team D, I believe there's going to be some moments where um, people are looking around saying, wow, that is – uh, some talent right there. He's got it. With the future looks really, really good at quarterback. And then there's probably going to be some moments where he looks like a freshman, right? Maybe gets out there, makes a couple of plays, the adrenaline's flowing, feels like he can do absolutely everything, and you throw it over the middle and the safety comes up, grabs it, and you got to pick six on You weren't heads. at practice today, were you? No. Okay. Oh, there, there's an open uh, availability for the media today. I didn't know if, like, you were there before or no. something like that. No. Okay. No. Nope. Uh, who should we expect to not play at all or play very little in this game? I'm going to guess. Okay, who, who, you're asking who is not who should we expect to perhaps not play at all that is someone that's practiced all spring that's just. Yeah, so like Javante Barnes just doesn't yeah, really he's qu- injured. qualify here. Let's start with Gavin Sawchuk. I, I would expect him to play. Full go. It, unless there's something that I don't know, which is very possible. Well, I, I just didn't – like, not from an injury standpoint. It's just, all right, we've already got Barnes banged up here. Uh, we'll give him a limited role on Saturday to not go into the summer with two banged up running backs. I, I, I just just throwing that out there. I would say that if Sawchuck is healthy and I'm unaware of him being injured or, or limited in any role, I, I could be wrong about that. I just I'm not unaware of it. If it's if it's there, I would expect him to be a full go. What about Dylan Gabriel? I would expect him to get a lot of action. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think he's like a one or two series and done guy. But I could be wrong on that. I don't know what they're feeling. Dylan is. Gabriel and Jackson Arnold going to get uh, pretty close to equal reps, or are we thinking that Dylan Gabriel is going to get more series than than Arnold on Saturday? I would say. It will probably break down uh, probably maybe 50% Gabriel, 30 um, Arnold, Arnold, and then 20 with uh, Bevel Bevel and and whoever else. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my guess, but don't know. Anyone else offensively that could be limited? I I don't – 
see that necessarily at wide receiver. Um, offensive line, they're kind of thin up front right they're now. They're really thin so. up front. And, like, looking at the defense, I think the obvious one that you think about is Stutzman. Like, ah, oh, well, it may not see Stutzman a whole lot. But, again, they're thin at backer right now. So, maybe he doesn't play the entire game. But I, I wonder if he's going to have to play more series than he normally would, given the situation there. I don't think so. I think if you're thin at a position, your starters are going to end up playing less. Like, I would expect Stogner to not play a whole heck of a lot. I would expect maybe a guy like Rame to not play a whole heck of a lot. Um, I would expect maybe a guy like Stutzman doesn't play a whole lot. Bowman uh, doesn't play a whole lot. But I could be wrong in these cases. Well, they surprised us with the crazy scoring system here, yeah. so everything's on the table at this point. I, I I think that most of these guys, most of your upperclassmen, multi-year starters, will probably be like um, first-half guys sure. and not play much the second half. Um, and maybe even just a handful of series. It would not surprise me if that was the case at all. Yeah. Um, you, you'll get to see a lot of uh, players uh, that are down the depth charts. Uh, a which bit. is good. That's not a bad thing. I, I mean, you know what you got with Stutzman and Bowman for the most part. I, I wouldn't mind seeing – if that means seeing more of Peyton Bowen or yeah. someone like that, then I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Because, I'm I'm, I, again, I, I kind of know or have a good feeling of what I'm going to get with Billy Bowman. I, I'd like to see some of these younger guys. Yeah. And I think, think there's uh, – uh, an easy case to be made that that's that's what's going to happen. I, I I wouldn't expect that you see Drake Stoops out there taking you know a ton of reps. You probably get some of the younger guys through there. Get Gavin Freeman through there. Um, you know, same thing at the secondary positions. You know, rotating a bunch of different guys through, trying to limiting limit some exposure for your uh, your starters. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. 651-3439 in studio today. Hit us on the text line. We'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. DRS empowers job seekers with disabilities. Who really want to work. So employers like us really want to hire them. Now we're taxpayers. Contact DRS. DRS can help. Contact DRS, 800-487-4042 or okdrs.gov. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. 
Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at victoryfamily.church. That's victoryfamily.church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at victoryfamily.church. Hey, it's Chris Plank, and when I'm not calling games for the two-time defending national champion OU softball team, you can hear Josh Helmer and myself talk about him weekdays, 9 to noon, on The Plank Show. Plus, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Diamond Envy Podcast. That's the ref's OU softball podcast hosted by Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy drops twice weekly with great guests and the latest softball information. Diamond Envy is brought to you by Cavens Maintenance Group. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405 360 6764 and schedule an appointment today. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're getting what's yours. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510, and make sure they're working for you. the rush on the ref we're in studio today the buffalo wild wing studio tyler mccomas teddy layman bob stoops joins us next hour at 4 20 uh texture in the 785 says does bob making his appearance public for kyler's event have anything to do with telling muleshoe to stay away no i would say no yeah i think if uh jackson arnold were to win a heisman or like anyone moving forward here i, I still feel like bob stoops would would come back yeah, I I think so, as long as he doesn't have uh, some major conflict of um, scheduling, then yeah, I I think that that's right. Even whenever he's got a game the next day, an important game the next day, um, he's going to make the trip up, uh, be around, uh, see some people, be seen, and then uh, head back and play a football game. So I don't think it has anything to do with Lincoln. I don't think it has anything to do other than the fact that. You know, he 
you know, had, had a hand in Kyler coming to Oklahoma, and he told us that story here the other day, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, and he's wants to be there whenever Kyler gets recognized. Think that's it? Would be kind of wild if Lincoln just showed up and didn't tell anyone. Bought a fifteen dollar ticket off Centersports.com, sat in the south end zone with all of the other entitled people, and just hung out there the entire game. Would he to blend in? What whose jersey would he wear? Uh, who ran the most jet sweeps at OU? <laughs> Holly, was it Hollywood or CD? Pro- yeah. Probably one of those. Yeah. Um, he probably would sit in the north end zone, try to throw the football out of the stadium, and wouldn't be able to throw it over. You know, he might have a Kingsbury Tech jersey on. <laughs> the uh, they their jerseys used to have the big time. Remember the big time oh, that clothing yeah, yeah, brand? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he'd be wearing one of those. That's funny. Sweet. Yeah, some type of disguise. Hanging out. He'd definitely be an offensive guy. We know that. No defensive jerseys. He know yeah. wearing any defense. He. He'd be very confused with the defensive scoring system, too. Um, I know we talked about some of the attendance numbers around the country, but did you see or hear anything about the University of Southern Cal's spring game? That is, uh, Yeah, we read it yesterday. It was, what, 33,000, and everyone says, they didn't have 33,000 in there. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm talking about more of just like what – Oh, what happened? Yeah, what the team looked like. Caleb I, Williams w- had the first played, drive, yeah. scored a touchdown, and then that was – That was it for him? I mean, I, honestly, like what we, – we know what they're going to be this year. There wasn't a whole lot of reasons to watch the USC spring game, especially if, if he's not playing. Yeah, it does feel like sometimes – the, the only time something is noteworthy from a spring game is if someone just flat out looks bad, you know? Like, um, Arch Manning had his struggles. Like That so far seems to be the main takeaway, at least nationally. I know in, in each little silo of the fan bases that are really tuned into their own spring game, there's going to be narratives of who looked good and who didn't. But nationally, like, someone just has to flat out perform poorly for it to be a story, right? Yeah. I mean, in – I guess Arch performed as worse as anyone that you cared about watching on Saturday. So that was a major storyline for us yesterday. Right. Also, the ESPN FPI Top 25 is out. So what is FPI? Well, they throw in a lot of different things to kind of formulate how they come up with their Top 25. Yeah. It's like past success is one. Recruiting class is one. I'm trying to find. It's a – okay – Season-long ratings and projection systems. The preseason relies on past performance on offense and defense, returning and transfer production, and past recruiting data for players on the roster to form a rating. And then they use those ratings to simulate the season 20,000 times, resulting in our projections. So with all of that thrown in there in a blender 20,000 times, they have Ohio State as the number one team. Alabama at two, Georgia at three, LSU at four, God, Texas at five, Michigan at six, USC at seven, Clemson at eight, Notre Dame at nine, Penn State at ten, and then there's OU at eleven. Yeah, I think it's at least noteworthy that three of your top four teams, I guess your your top three teams, are all replacing quarterbacks, which. You know, I I know that those teams are all super talented everywhere, so it, it kind of changes some of your margin for error there and how much you're dependent on a quarterback. But still, that's kind of a big deal for them to still be one, two, three, not 
not really. And I know that those teams probably have a good idea who their starter is going to be, but it's going to be someone new. Past performance on offense and defense. Um, I just it's wild to me that that's just so heavily factored into these rankings, and Texas is still a top five team in these preseason rankings. All of this, um, and, and I know that they're always getting preseason hype, but it feels like it's more this year than it was last year. I feel like the expectation is Big 12 title or bust this year for Sark. And right. that is not a good thing for Steve Sarkeesian, I don't think. Because I, 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 just, I just don't firmly believe that they're going to win the Big 12 this year. Right. I'm just not there with them. Yeah. Um, pretty shocking, honestly, that – Given at least the the numbers that they presented, that Texas is a top five team. Yeah, I mean they're they're ranked behind a team that's played in a college football playoff last year and won the Big Ten and drug ahead Ohio of it, State ahead of a team. Huh? You said behind? Oh yeah, ahead. yeah, ranked ahead of a team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, ranked ahead of Michigan at six. Who? Yeah, played in the college football playoff last year, and a lot of people think it'd be pretty good again this year. Right. Yeah. It it's it's pretty wild, and frankly. We're at 11, probably, at least at this point, too high. Ranked in front of Tennessee, who had a great year last year. Ranked in front of Oregon, who kind of quietly had a decent year last right. year. I mean, not not I mean, not, not the, the standard for them, I guess, but still a pretty good year. Ranked in front of Florida State, who's all the way back at 13. Yeah. Um, ranked ahead of Utah, won the Pac-12. Did they lose their... Their game, who'd they lose to in the – Utah lost to Penn State. Uh, Penn State. Yeah. Uh, Cam Rising got hurt in that, in that game right. in the Rose Bowl. Still yeah. a close game. Um, I get – whenever you get like, behind Utah number 15, that's kind of where you start to really guess on some teams. Like, Utah to me is like the – everyone ahead of 15 is pretty proven, has some – has – a, a fairly de- except for Texas has a fairly decent uh, recent track record. So, like, whenever you get behind that, you start to get pretty speculative. Ole Miss, TCU, Florida seems pretty high. Com- oh like, my gosh, they're in the top twenty-five. Oh boy, they're number eighteen. Could, could struggle on offense this year. A and M, Wisconsin. Like, I would think Washington is probably too low being behind some of those teams. Uh, Texas Tech is number twenty-two. Baylor's twenty-three. Seems maybe a bit high on both of those, but um, yeah, I mean, I I could make a case for Oklahoma being where they are, mainly based off of um, like recent recruiting and and what the overall track record has been. But like, I would even argue that if if you're just carrying over from last year, that may even be too high. It's the kindest preseason rating that I think that we've seen up to this point. Yeah. Like, there's some way too early that don't even have OU in the top 25 in, in more than just one. So I think that's the 11. That's the highest ranked I've seen OU in any poll up to this point. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, pretty fascinating. Texas has the fourth highest odds to win the national championship. You now, waste your money on that. Go ahead. The top three, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia, are all you know clearly ahead, and then it trails off massively when you get to Texas. Only six percent chance, but still uh, noteworthy that they were they're there. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're simply. The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best. I'm on top of the world. 
Caven's Group, bringing you the sour of the rush. Caven'sGroup.com. If you have an emergency repair, Texas at five in the ESPN FPI merely represents the number of games they will lose. Again, LOL, <laughs> says a texture from the 469. Five. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, if they were to uh, roll off another eight and five again this year. Right. After being picked. Uh, I don't think it will be unanimous, but I'm starting to think that they'll definitely be picked to win the Big 12 and maybe even by a decent margin this year. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just mm. trying to project how they're, uh, how they're picked. I mean, we, we've, we've heard of years where they're really bad and they'll still get two first-place votes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. If you had a vote right now for who wins the Big 12 conference, who would you pick? Um, jeez. That's <laughs> hard, I, I mean, it? It, re- it really is difficult because I think there's like six or seven teams right now that are contenders to uh, play in the game. Honestly, man, like, I'm just such a believer in how bad the schedule is. I would, I would pick OU to play in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. That may be right. You know, Kansas State is – And honestly, can we – I'm not saying that anyone's saying it any different. OU – like needs to make the Big Twelve championship game this year at the very minimum. Yeah, like there's there's no excuse to miss out on the Big Twelve championship game this year. Totally agree. Uh, Kansas State is like uh, my instinct naturally leans towards Kansas State if I was to pick who wins the Big Twelve, but you know they just won it, and they've got Will Howard coming back, but but Kansas State like. They're consistent, but they've thrown stinkers out there, you know. And we've talked about this this offseason. Kansas State is one of the developmental schools that is typically kind of the wave theory that we talk about, right? Oh, yeah. It, it ramps up. They have one really good year when they've got a bunch of, um, you know, upperclassmen that have played together for multiple years it all kind of comes together for a nice special run and then they regroup this is the in that this is that year and this is the regroup year because they had last year they had you know um felix felix they had uh, deuce vaughn malik Knowles, like some some of the best players they've had at certain positions in a while I'm kind of quietly trending on Baylor a little bit I think that they're going to have a, a nice bounce back here so here's the I'll thing entertain that one here's the thing about Kansas State though that's interesting they had they have their entire offensive line returning that's and in, that includes the offensive lineman of the year so that's the one thing that has me still think Kansas State's going to be good all right quick timeout hour number two the rush is up next